So here I am today sharing with you uh, my why and kind of my way of thinking how I started this podcast, how I started this project that's of entertainment that I really truly crave myself, which is not just infotainment, but much more exploring topics that are fundamentally um, at the core of our human nature and topics that are fundamentally at the core of our human societies um, in countries and nations and continents, but basically across the world. So in my eyes, humanity and our planet Earth are undergoing a true transformation in these early stages of the 21st century. And I would say we are in an advanced stage of globalization in which we're becoming increasingly more aware of human impact on the environment, individual cultures, and also on each other. And in that sense, just the way we interact socially is really truly helping us to understand cause and effect and the way we have cause and effect on, let's say, weather patterns or global warming or um, obviously countries or wars and terrorism and all these really bad feeling words in our world, I think is making us more aware and more awake day by day, even when it comes to really bad politicians or people that are kind of helping everyone to be like, oh, wow, I should probably start questioning this. So if you're still following me, what I'm really talking about is this new technology age, because when we're co-creating a dynamic and collective way, we could also facilitating a truly cultural renaissance that will enable all individuals to somehow feel part of something larger than any of its parts. And that really means there is a new possibility that emerges. And for a lot of people in, I guess, the technology sector and, and the world of artificial intelligence, it's, it's the, the singularity. And for me, I think there's a lot about technology being smarter than us. There's a lot in favor for that, in the sense that, of course, our brains are like computers. So if we're building the best computers that are able to kind of quantify information and learn by itself um, in, in, in million-fold of the speed that our own brains can do, of course we'll create something that's smarter than humanity. But I think that actually really enables and empowers us to truly become who we are as humans, which is human beings. And the word being is really at the center of that. So human beings, I guess, are really good at one thing, and that is love and care and have emotions. And as much as we could now finger point and see how many people are not at this place or are still trying to hijack um, kind of the mainstream with their own agendas or, or else, I think really if we're bringing it to oneness and, and a possibility of oneness emerging, um, this is our true ability as humans is to care, to be empathic, to love, to, to be there for each other, to build community, to think, to think around the corners, to, to think outside the box. And I would even say we're collectively unlearning how we've learned to be with each other because we've, we've learned to be with each other driven by a, a, a way of doing, a way of being productive, a way of creating an industry, a way of following orders, a way of kind of just hailing after those who are our leaders. And I think that is absolutely obsolete in the 21st century. This is something, those tendencies we could already see 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And, and now with technology evolving and with ourselves really, hopefully you feel included in this, diving deeper and deeper into the heart space. And with that also a connected heart and brain space where we're an intellectual, we're a spiritual, and we're an empathic species. Um, I think we're unlearning those old ways and we're relearning and recultivating 
um, who we are, what responsibilities we have, where our boundaries are, when, how our levels of emotional intelligence really is the, also the capacity of our um, ability to, to, to live in a well-being state or a state of homeostasis. Klaus Schwab, who is a person who truly inspires me and a whole collective of young people um, around the world, and he is the person who kind of coined the phrase the fourth industrial revolution. He wrote a book about it, um, and it describes the exponential age of technology we're in and the collective responsibility we have with this state of expansion. The fourth industrial revolution, according to Klaus Schwab, has the potential to robotize humanity and thus compromise our traditional sources of meaning, work, community, family, and identity. Or we can use the fourth industrial revolution to lift humanity into a new collective and moral consciousness based on shared sense of de destiny. And this shared space of destiny is what I just spoke about a little earlier. I think this is really the true birthplace of of, of oneness and you could see it in a metaphor like something like climate and the way that it really truly connects with every human being on the planet it's not just something that is important to one or, or two or three people in the world no there's not just interest groups about climate it actually now impacts the lives of thousands of hundreds of thousands of millions um, and possibly even of all seven billion people so we're we're metaphorically united we're we're somewhat physically molecularly united and also we, we are united in purpose and in destiny in, in this bringing out um, a revolution or an evolution of our morals of our form of community and identity. At Green Planet Blue Planet we believe that humanity has the ability to live in an absolute harmony as nature with nature. So I'll say that again as nature with nature because here is the thing, like we are fully, truly an animal of nature while we're also at the same time uh, somehow this consciousness, this experience uh, of a brain, of uh, a, a perception that we call reality. And if that's kind of over your head for now, that's totally fine. And if you're like, oh, Julian, what are you talking about this? Uh, then let's start a conversation because I think here, here, here's the thing. Everything in this day of social media consumption, of videos, of content, of narratives, it ultimately it's just an invitation. It's an invitation to think differently, an invitation to follow a certain narrative, an invitation to be part of a movement or a standing up of the people and a call to power of the people. So as nature, with nature. And it is our desire here to showcase and highlight the world's most impactful drivers of social change. When all individuals are encouraged and empowered to express their unique gifts into the world, I think that's a world truly worth living in. And when we are in such an age of true, unique expression, I believe a new Earth is kind of arising. A new possibility for the planet Earth is being birthed. And it, it truly just only becomes possible when more and more people are empowering and encouraging each other to truly express unique love, unique their unique gifts into the world. And as it is with unique gifts, not everyone will like every gift. So that's really truly where our new social norms and culture and community and also kind of the way we build identity of humankind really comes to carry is the way we're empathetic with each other, the way we believe in each other, the way we see humans as more as transactions in every interaction we have with someone. If it's on the coffee counter, if it's on the bus stop, if it is at home with our families, 
you know what I'm talking about. The way we interact with each other is so much more than just a means to an end to get to what I want. But in the interaction itself, in the being truly present in the interaction, there is a possibility, a window, an invitation to be more love. And don't get me wrong, we all do mistakes like all the time and it is truly hilariously funny to be human. And I think when we are forgiving to ourselves and our brothers and sisters and we look to lean in, we lean in for the dialogue, for the means of understanding, we, we learn to heal rather than ignore our traumas and failures and mistakes and our dares to create something new that that didn't turn out well. Because here, here is another uh, piece of wisdom that I've kind of had to learn over, over short or long. In life, everything we do has a repercussion. Everything we do has a counter effect. There is no action without some kind of energetic reaction. And so with that energetic reaction, there's a consequence. And consequences usually don't just land entirely on the court of the good or entirely on the court of the, the bad, right? <laughs> but consequences usually resonate a little bit all over the place. They usually kind of show you a direction or like, oh, it's truly not what you should be doing. But usually consequences and repercussions of any action, um, they land a little bit all over the place. And here, here is why I think this is valuable because experiencing contrast and realizing, oh, wow, only through my low days do I know my high days. Oh, wow, only through my failures I'm learning these pieces of wisdom, these puzzle pieces that then kind of allow me to open the next door um, of, of the life that I call like my dream or kind of my unfolding of reality. And in this walking through life in that kind of way, I think it is up to us what kind of culture, what kind of family and community and identity we live on our home planet Earth as human beings. And how we encounter each other with more and more compassion, growing compassion in every interaction, even though politics is crazy on the TV, even though it has real impacts on our lives, even though it is hard to maintain um, a family when, when you only have one income, even though there are so many facts that speak against us thriving into this compassionate species. I believe and have total faith that humanity is able to awaken more and more and more into a kinder way of living. And I'm committed to it. And I apologize to everyone that I wasn't kind to. I apologize to everyone that I overstepped their boundary. Um, truly, because I am so craving and so ready for a reality and a world where we can look each other in the eye and we don't have to hide that we actually feel like crying, but we can truly look at each other and trust and develop a form of confidence because of trust. Anyway, as I'm kind of ranting off here, let me bring this to a close and a point. And I think taking our current status quo of society, economics, and industrial globalization, you know, the cultures and nations and the state of nations, as we're taking all this into account and accepting it as what it is today, nothing more, nothing less, we're just accepting it as what it is today. So we're kind of making it our jumping off point for whatever will come after that whatever evolution, whatever next consequence, whatever next action we're kind of leaning towards. And I think at the foundation of everything I said here today, it really comes back down to this beautiful Albert Einstein quote. And Albert Einstein famously said, we cannot solve problems by using 
the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. So a complete new form of thinking is required as we go forward. And I invite you to follow into this new kind of thinking, this new form of listening, um, this new way of exploring on Green Planet, Blue Planet with some of the most innovative minds that share their perspective on social change, on cultural pride, on collective beingness, and on entrepreneurial empowerment, how we can help each other race to be the human beings we've been waiting for. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Check us out either on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you love to listen to this kind of information. My name is Julian Guderlei. Wherever you are in the world, have yourself a stellar day.